Divine Office From ancient times, the Church has had the custom of celebrating each day the Liturgy of the Hours. In this way, the Church fulfills the Lord's precept to pray without ceasing, at once offering praise to God the Father and interceding for the salvation of the world. Monday Office of Readings God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. 
Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him, fire devours. Around him, tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will will come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Offer to God the the sacrifice sacrifice of of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this. And should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I I want want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. From the Book of Deuteronomy Moses spoke to the people, saying, When a man, after marrying a woman and having relations with her, is later displeased with her because he finds in her something indecent, and therefore he writes out a bill of divorce and hands it to her, thus dismissing her from his house. If on leaving his house she goes and becomes the wife of another man, and the second husband too comes to dislike her and dismisses her from his house by handing her a written bill of divorce, or if this second man who has married her dies, then her former husband who dismissed her may not again take her as his wife after she has become defiled. That would be an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring such guilt upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you as a heritage. When a man is newly wed, he need not go out on a military expedition, nor shall any public duty be imposed upon him. He shall be exempt for one year for the sake of his family, to bring joy to the wife he has married. No one shall take a handmill or even its upper stone as a pledge for debt, for he would be taking the debtor's sustenance as a pledge. If any man is caught kidnapping a fellow Israelite in order to enslave him and sell him, the kidnapper shall be put to death. Thus shall you purge the evil from your midst. In an attack of leprosy, you shall be careful to observe exactly and to carry out all the directions of the Levitical priests. Take care to act in accordance with the instructions I have given them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on the journey after you left Egypt. When you make a loan of any kind to your neighbor, you shall not enter his house to receive a pledge from him but shall wait outside until the man to whom you are making the loan brings his pledge outside to you. If he is a poor man, you shall not sleep in the mantle he gives as a pledge, but shall return it to him at sunset, that he himself may sleep in it. Then he will bless you, and it will be a good deed of yours before the Lord your God. You shall not defraud a poor and needy hired servant whether he be one of your own countrymen or one of the aliens who live in your communities. You shall pay him each day's wages before sundown on the day itself, since he is poor and looks forward to them. Otherwise, he will cry to the Lord against you, 
and you will be held guilty. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children for their fathers. Only for his own guilt shall a man be put to death. You shall not violate the rights of the alien or of the orphan, nor take the clothing of a widow as a pledge. For remember, you were once slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God ransomed you from there. That is why I command you to observe this rule. When you reap the harvest in your field and overlook a sheaf there, you shall not go back to get it. Let it be for the alien, the orphan, or the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all your undertakings. When you knock down the fruit of your olive trees, you shall not go over the branches a second time. Let what remains be for the alien, the orphan, and the widow. When you pick your grapes, you shall not go over the vineyard a second time. Let what remains be for the alien, the orphan, and the widow. For remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. That is why I command you to observe this rule. When men have a dispute and bring it to court, and a decision is handed down to them, acquitting the innocent party and condemning the guilty party, if the latter deserves stripes, the judge shall have him lie down and in his presence receive the number of stripes his guilt deserves. Forty stripes may be given him, but no more, lest, if he were beaten with more stripes than these, your kinsmen should be looked upon as disgraced because of the severity of the beating. You shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out grain. Master, you have told us the truth. There is one God, and we must love him with all our heart. To love our neighbor as ourselves is more than any holocaust or sacrifice. To return a kindness is like an offering of fine flour. The Lord God delights to see us turn away from evil. To love our neighbor as ourselves is more than any holocaust or sacrifice. A reading from the Pastoral Constitution on the Church in the Modern World of the Second Vatican Council. Husband and wife, by the covenant of marriage, are no longer two but one flesh. By their intimate union of persons and of actions, they give mutual help and service to each other, experience the meaning of their unity, and gain an ever deeper understanding of it day by day. This intimate union in the mutual self-giving of two persons, as well as the good of the children, demands full fidelity from both, and an indissoluble unity between them. Christ the Lord has abundantly blessed this richly complex love, which springs from the divine source of love and is founded on the model of his union with the church. In earlier times, God met his people in a covenant of love and fidelity. So now the Savior of mankind, the bridegroom of the church, meets Christian husbands and wives in the sacrament of matrimony. Further, he remains with them in order that as he loved the church and gave himself up for her, so husband and wife may, in mutual self-giving, love each other with perpetual fidelity. True married love is caught up in God's love. It is guided and enriched by the redeeming power of Christ and the saving action of the church 
in order that the partners may be effectively led to God and receive help and strength in the sublime responsibility of parenthood. Christian partners are therefore strengthened and, as it were, consecrated by a special sacrament for the duties and the dignity of their state. By the power of this sacrament, they fulfill their obligation to each other and to their family and are filled with the Spirit of Christ. This Spirit pervades their whole lives with faith, hope, and love. Thus they promote their own perfection and each other's sanctification, and so contribute together to the greater glory of God. Hence, when parents leading the way by example and family prayer, their children, indeed all within the family circle, will find it easier to make progress in natural virtues, in salvation, and in holiness. Husband and wife, raised to the dignity and the responsibility of parenthood, will be zealous in fulfilling their task as educators, especially in the sphere of religious education, a task that is primarily their own. Children, as active members of the family, contribute in their own way to the holiness of their parents. With the love of grateful hearts, with loving respect and trust, they will return the generosity of their parents and will stand by them as true sons and daughters when they meet with hardship and the loneliness of old age. This is a great mystery, but I am saying it of Christ and of his church. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. A man must love his wife as he loves himself, and a woman must respect her husband. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. 